This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, Project, welcome back to this week's trending. I mean, I think it's the name's kind of stuck. I'll be honest, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't for it or against it in the beginning, but we'll keep it for now. Uh, no guests this week. Last week we had Steve Cook on. Obviously, that was a huge show. Uh, you guys gave us some really good feedback on that. It was really fun to be able to get someone like Steve who we've you know, followed for a very long time. Maybe not so much as of recent, um, but kind of just see where he's at. Someone that's so, I guess, OG in the fitness industry, but in a big way. You know what I mean? Like big it's, way. It's like, it's one thing being in the industry for a long time. It's one thing being like the poster boy of the industry for like a good f- yeah. a good five years. He was probably the guy in fitness and YouTube. Yeah, he was like the guy because you would have bodybuilders, but no one actually wanted to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah, everyone wanted to look like Steve Cook. You wanted to look like Steve Cook. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely wanted to look like Steve Cook for a very long time. And yeah, it was, it was cool to, you know, after doing the podcast and then speaking to a few people that listened to it uh, and then close friends as well. And they'd said, oh, you know, I've heard he was, heard he's a really good guy. I'm like, yeah, it's true. He actually is a legend. And uh, yeah, believe it or not, he, um, you know, he's one of those guys. If he was a hero, you definitely want to meet him because he's, he's actually a legend. Just got married, which was cool as well. Uh, but more importantly, we did talk about some playoffs basketball stuff. It's, it's heating up at the moment. It's going really well. I mean, I just want the only thing to happen out of this playoffs is just to see the Warriors not win. Yeah, I know it's going to rub some people the wrong way. And look, yeah, you can say LeBron James, Lakers bandwagon fan but no there's no worse bandwagon fan in the world than a like than a than a warriors fan it's just the truth it's just the truth but um i mean who calls himself golden state like every other person is named after their state it should be like san francisco warriors not golden state warriors what makes you so great you, your state is not golden you have so many homeless people it doesn't make any sense to me you know what I mean? Golden State. Isn't it the bridge called... Isn't it Golden State Yeah, it's bridge? the Golden Gate Bridge. But like you just call... Why are you calling yourself Golden State? Like, I was so special about you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you lost me. It's not like the amazing California Lakers. I, you know, I was, you know actually, I, mean? I was there when they won... Uh, I want to say the first championship. The first of their two. What do you yeah. mean you were there? Oh, uh, you were in America. I was, no, I was in Golden State. Yeah, you were in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no one calls it Golden State, do they? Nah, no one did. Yeah. They didn't. They, they did go psycho when they won. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, we've got a, we've obviously got a, a lot of ground to cover. We've got some uh, major things that have happened uh, the first few, first few, um, few topics to come up. But before we dive into the topics today, I actually wanted to get, um, you know, I did, I did want to get your thoughts just generally about some of the stuff that Steve Cook said. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned was... Kind of cha- he's kind of changed his tune a little bit. For a guy that's been on YouTube for, I think, 12 years, kind of changed his tune a little bit on how he feels about social media. What do you think... Because I'm like, there's, he's, such a, he's been such a big creator for such a long time and he feels like he's kind of tapped his life source and energy and excitement for social media. Do you, are you starting to think... this? Obviously, this technology this is going to be around forever, but do you think this is going to be a big part of... Like, do you think that people will, will, will check out after a while? Like, do you think a creator that big, because we've never got to the point of someone pulling themselves off yet, do you think people will start, they're going to, we've seen the first wave of really big influencers start to pull themselves off? Because it's one thing to be like, you know, I'm a really big movie star and I do movies and I have social media and I just don't feel like doing social media anymore and you stop doing it. But it's another thing to be social media famous and then eventually pull yourself off social media. Like, are we going to see influencers like Steve Cook, like James Smith, run their course and decide, okay, I'm out? 
Well, like uh, Casey Neistat is like that, right? Yeah. He stopped. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And he, it's it's so crazy because so many people would just do anything for what he's got. Yeah. And in some ways, it's like interesting to see someone like that just walk away from it as well. When I mean, you have to retire from things at a certain point mm. as well, you know, in most fields and careers and everything, like you, you change gears at a certain point. Yeah. As lucrative as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I even heard uh, Logan Paul talk about how he's like doesn't and he and he basically doesn't anymore. He only does his podcast in terms of his content, and then everything else is just kind of like business related stuff, like just him and his new business ventures. I think that's the dream for most. To just do the podcast. I think it's the dream for most to not have like if you're getting famous on I don't know because I, mean, I haven't done it for a very long time, but even people that do thirty posts a day and get his famous off it, I imagine that's not what they want to do until they're ninety. Well, I mean, yeah, burnout's a real thing, right? For so, everything, right? Yeah, it's just uh, I just. I wonder how long we're going to expect people to stay on these platforms for, especially because everything everything runs its course after some point, right? And so that's like everything needs a, an evolution, right? Which is, I guess, the point we got to this year. It's like it was basically a seven-year cycle of how we did it. And this has kind of been like the new evolution of how we're doing the show in many ways. And it's, and it's going to continue to change. I mean, if you think you've seen a lot of change already, I mean, I think if people are watching this episode, they're probably realizing now, oh, wow, they're in a new setup. Like we've actually changed the setup again. So there's many evolutions of it. And I think that's all based on the creators choosing to to just basically follow their passion and, and get sick and, and not get sick of whatever content they're creating. I was actually listening to um, Gary Vee on a podcast. And yeah, he was talking about how like everyone witnesses if you've been in the game long enough different evolutions on different platforms it's like the the new generation of like you know tiktokers will come up and everyone that's done a cycle of instagram will be like oh yeah this is just like the next iteration of what happened through instagram and it will follow very similar patterns and i think that's what's you know that's kind of what's happening with podcasting now i think podcasting is going through a bit of a a revolution right now i think it's trying to figure out what's going to stay what's not going to stay what's going to go, what's not going to go. There was like a, a big surge and there's like a bit of drop off in creators and it's like a lot of it's YouTube based now. So I am I am curious to see what this next cycle brings. I feel like it's the whole social media world's going through this this new evolution. Yeah, and, and it's kind of also get specific for the industry, right? Like the, the type of content for fitness changes. Yeah. So then sometimes like the creator itself becomes a bit less relevant with the type of content that is now getting really popular. Yeah. If they try and do that type of content, it's just like not... It's not really them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. It is really interesting. I think the 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 longevity though always remains with long form. If if I was to to take a good guess, I think I like my intuition tells me long forms here to stay is because it creates the deepest connection with the audience. And I think that anytime you can do that and create that relationship, it's like in any business, right? You're, you also deliver the most value. That that's what I mean. That's that's why it's it's yeah. all tied into it. So the longer that you I'll give you a good example, like one TV show or I guess entertainment based show like the the wrestling, the WWE, yeah. that because that's on so often and it's such a long show, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's a, a, each each show is like three or four hours or something. So it's long and they do it like every, every week, like yeah. multiple shows a week. That gives so much staying power because the audience has so much content to consume and it allows them to dive so deep into the characters. Is that was like one show a week for half an hour. People are going to tune out eventually. You think about the like the average watch time of a YouTube video, for example. So, say on our channel, it's like 25, 30 minutes. 
that is like someone's entire TikTok library times 10. You know, there's just, it's so hard to stay relevant and it's so hard to build a connection with someone if they can only ever consume 15 minutes of it. But if someone can consume hours and hours and hours of your content, they'll create that connection. I mean, just look at it, Joe Rogan, right? He's the biggest for a reason. So that's what I see. No matter what platform changes, I think as a principle, long form will always be the superior and uh, I guess longest staying audience. Uncle Joe. Of, of whatever you build. Um, all right, so we've got, uh, we've got the first topic here. Raf, do you want to read this out yeah, for us? Connor is missing. Uh, he's, he's sick. sick. Very sick. COVID has taken down our entire team. Yes, yes. We're only, only the two left standing, basically. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, all we'll Fitbits may need to be recalled following initial 1.7 million voluntary recall, but the reason they have been recalled is 78 people have got their wrist burnt by the by the Fitbit. It seems to be a thing where, like, the battery starts to die and part of, like, the flipping out of this battery dying is that it overheats and burns mm. your skin. Lovely. Should have got a whoop. It's good for whoop. Teach you a lesson. <laughs> good for whoop. Teach you a lesson for saving money and getting a Fitbit to get yeah. a burn. Yeah, I mean, I like what Fitbit did. I think they're, they obviously... They're owned by Google, by the way. So, Google's the one doing the recall. Ah, okay. I didn't know they got sold to Google. Um, the whole thing sold to Google? I don't know. It just says, yeah, Google's doing the recall. So, they must right. be the owners, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like what they did, obviously. They, they were like serious innovators in the space. Uh, Fitbit mm. to get people. I mean, anytime you create a product and you're the first in to market, obviously you have a huge advantage. It's why they're the biggest. But I think it takes a lot of balls to think, you know, you'd have to be quite a visionary to be like, all right, well, people are going to wear something on their wrist that tells them how much they've walked for the day, how many steps. Because they're basically a step counter in the beginning. That's what they got famous for. I'm pretty sure all the 10,000 step thing came from Fitbit. Yeah. Like 10,000 steps a day was like a Fitbit marketing thing. Which then I think it was around, but they made it like a thing. They made it a real thing. Like I don't even know if you could get it on your. Could, were phones tracking steps before Fitbit? Yeah, phones. Okay, my, my Apple's got it back for a long time. But I'm saying the ten thousand thing was like a thing everyone talked about, but like no one knew how many they'd done. Yeah, Fitbit, Fitbit made, like it made it a thing. Yeah, and I think it's um I think it's great. I think it, obviously we need modern solutions to our modern problems where we we don't move as much. So any yeah. device that can get you up and moving around and doing more steps and, and feeling healthier and better is good um and but you know you're always going to get problems with this sort of stuff i'm not surprised that they've i've actually you know obviously we love whoop but i have had some people say that this has happened to my whoops obviously really? never yeah oh. i it's never happened to me but i think maybe specific skin types like really pathetic weak skin that's very sensitive and soft usually belonging to a human being that's also very soft well we just sunburn <laughs> Yeah, they just, uh, they, I mean, they said it burnt their skin. I mean, I'm like, all right, well, maybe. I can't, I can't speak for you. So, if it did, it did. But I, it's not really a thing with Whoop. So, Google paid $2.1 billion. They, they bought the whole thing in 2021. $2.1 billion. They paid for Fitbit. Fitbit's massive. Fitbit is huge. Fitbit is everywhere. Like, oh, that is a lot of money. All, all, over, um, all over Whoop. And I, have no, I haven't looked into this at all. But I would imagine one of the main reasons they, they got on the purchase is that would be so good for their advertising. Just imagine the data now they can start to get on a person Yeah. beyond just like their search habits. Now they even know their physical activity habits in addition to all their online habits when they're, when they're selling advertising. Well, well, weren't they... I'm pretty sure Fitbit were... were they, weren't they using Fitbit data to like uh, locate murder suspects or something? I'm pretty sure someone... Probably. I'm pretty it sure... It's on your phone anyway where you are. No, we talked about this once. I, I'm pretty sure what happened was... Oh, no, no. I think what happened, they found someone cheating like on their spouse because what happened is they looked at their Fitbit data and they looked at it in court or something or this is how someone found I, out. I know whoops have been used in court. 
Okay, well, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to butcher this story and get it wrong. But basically, what happened was the spouse looked mm. at their Fitbit data and noticed like that they were awake when they said they were, I don't know, out somewhere asleep and their heart rate was like 160, 170 beats per minute from like 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. or something. And then they saw the pattern. It was like on the same night every night for like weeks and weeks. And then they ended up finding out now cheating on their spouse. Like this was the time that obviously they were together fornicating. But they were in great shape. He's like, yeah, yeah, good stamina. Yeah, like 20,000 steps a day. a great I was time. happy about that, but he's also cheating on me. Yeah, so, I mean, if, you, if you're going to cheat on your spouse, take your Fitbit, take off. Your Fitbit that's, off. That's the lesson, all right? <laughs> Be careful. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they're going to they're gonna start tracking everything. You know, before long, we will have a chip in us. I mean, if, you, if you're naive enough to think you'll never put a chip inside of you, I mean, you might be that person. You might be like your mom and be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, not going to put a chip inside my body. I'm going to be putting a chip in my body. I'm where, just gonna let you where, know. where would it go in your body? It'd probably go just like in your hand or something under your skin. Yeah. I mean, fake boobs have been a thing for how long? How long have we had silicon chests? We've had them for at least two decades, right? As far as... My lifetime. Yeah. I, I've ordered that pair without them. Yeah. But, I mean, people have no problem sticking that in their body. So, who, what, who's to say anything about a tiny little plastic microchip? That's obviously going to... We've got fake knees, artificial You, you would just hope they've solved the burning issue by then. <laughs> yeah, but even... I mean, under the skin, over the skin, doesn't make too much difference to me. You know, I'll, I'll just quickly say, uh, anyone that's thinking about getting bolt-ons, uh, I'm speaking to the medical director of Laser Clinics, which is, uh, it's a global brand at this point, but it's really big in Australia. It's like it's a- like laser hair removal. Laser hair removal. They've started moving into Botox, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but he's, uh, he's a doctor and he's like looks at the up-to-date research. And what's different about a practicing doctor versus a medical director is he's using his medical expertise to get the most update health uh, and wellness information as it pertains to his industry. And one of the things that he's noticed has been like a, a global trend is they're starting to, uh, as many, it's, it's not quite overtaken the number yet, but the number of uh, fake boobs being removed is about to surpass the number of oh, fake wow. boobs being put in because of all the health yeah. issues that are happening because we're starting to notice. And I was like, oh, maybe is it like just a really cheap surgery or is it like, cheap fillers or silicon is like just all of them it's like, not good for you at all yeah. none and like we're getting really serious long-term health issues from having those foreign substances in the body and even issues once they take them out so it just i mean it's unsurprising right it's unsurprising, it unsurprising. that putting yeah. something that artificial that big in your body what about bodybuilders calves like calf implants probably the same well, you can do that yeah your calf implants oh, i didn't know yeah, I would I imagine. Think I got so. this set of. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. Yeah, dude, you fucking get, get a get refund. Calf implants. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's one thing, but um, yeah, I'd be. And you know, the other thing that that comes to mind when I hear this is vaping. It scares me how many people are vaping, um, like nicotine, like the nicotine oils. Um, Hugo, you don't vape, do you? I've never seen you vape. No, you have mates that vape, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaps of them, right? All uni, all the time, nonstop. That is like <laughs> destroying your body. I mean, you're thinking, what is 50, 60 foreign chemicals that has been heated electronically, inhaled deep into your lungs. What could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, come on. It's made in like a shitty factory somewhere in Taiwan. That's not going to go well. We just don't have the data yet, yeah. but I, mean, I know for a fact it's not going to go well. If you're that addicted to nicotine, just get the... um. Get the tablets or the gum, the lozenges. They work pretty well for you, but I just think you've got to be so careful with that stuff. We, just because we don't have the data yet doesn't mean it's not about to come out any second or it's out and someone's burying it because that's what they did. 
the tobacco companies have a history of burying burying data that is bad for your health. It took that whole investigation. I can't even remember the yeah. we watched. I watched uh, what's that? Um, I watched a documentary on it. No, it's not a documentary. It's a docudrama about the guy that exposed the tobacco companies. I can't remember what it's called, but they tried to kill him multiple times. Oh, you know they actually <laughs> unpopular. Bro. You know how they tried to kill him? They tried to OD. No, yeah, they tried to no. They tried to put as many patches on him as possible, <laughs> and tried to kill him with patches, and almost killed him. Almost killed him. Um, but who says they're not doing the same shit for vaping right now? So it does scare me how vaping. Like everyone knows smoking is bad and so they don't do it. Everyone knows vaping is bad, but it's just not 100% gospel yet. Yeah. And so people are like, I'm willing to take the, the small chance. And so many healthy people do it yeah, as well. Yeah, it just hasn't been around as long. So you just haven't seen as many family members die from it. So it's not quite the same. I'll be honest. I've done my fair share of vaping on a night out and I feel nothing makes me feel worse the next day than having one of those things. Honestly, nothing. Like staying up late, drinking, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. All that does not even compare to just sucking on that vape for a few hours. That thing is, it's horrific. It's so bad for you. Uh, I would just highly encourage anyone to get off it. And the, the way I've seen people and how they act when they're trying to get off it, that is what scares me the most. How they look like a meth addict without a hit. That's how bad it is. From the nicotine. Yeah, from the nicotine withdrawals. Hmm. It's just so, because you get so much more concentrated nicotine than a cigarette that I'm just, I get worried. I, I also notice online, they're always like, they always say, it's not as bad as smoking. And I'm like, well, that's just, that bar is so low. Yeah, like, but in the context of- Not as bad as smoking. So that's, that's one of the worst possible <laughs> things you could do. Not, not as yeah. bad as that. Yeah. Still, yeah. It still could be so bad. That's horrific. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's, what are you saying? If it's two points under that, that's still if a really bad chart to be on. it's better than that, so, still so, so bad. You don't even want to be on that chart. You don't even want to be in that conversation. No. Okay, but- I don't know how we went from Fitbits to vaping. Because they burn you, that's We why. did. Okay, that's next why. one is Therabody. So Therabody owns, obviously, Theragun. Uh, crazy success. The, the It's like the top of the line machine gun. So they're rebranding to Therasound. Massage gun. Massage gun. Machine gun. AR-15. They got regular guns and they, Berettas, got, and they got massage guns. Sniper rifles. Yeah, we're sending over Theragun to, to Ukraine at the moment. Uh, first up... Fuck, imagine the Ukrainians... <laughs> <laughs> nice. bro they sent Theraguns <laughs> this is useless for us uh, okay fuck they are they're bringing out basically a whole super product so first which I think quite interesting is they uh, acquired uh, they acquired PowerDot which is like the competitor for Compaq yeah the, the lasers and stuff yes. that you put on it 34 million dollars which is amazing because I always thought PowerDot was kind of crappy yeah I thought so too yeah I'm surprised PowerDot it's maybe just got a lot of customers right who, who knows uh, they're, but they're going into way more stuff so they bring out Therabody Lounger they're going into TheraOne CBD products as well. Wow. They're going to an acoustic resonance massage chair. And even, probably the most interesting one, no, one more, TheraFace, a facial massage, facial masseuse, massager with a light therapy. I looked it up. It's like a tiny little gun. Wow. Uh, and they're bringing out brick and mortar locations. So they're called Reset Locations, six hybrid recovery studio slash retail stores in 2022. And they want to offer like the TheraSound and all this stuff inside hotels, spas, and gyms. With an integration with sunlight infrared saunas. Okay, so like here's here's my initial feeling when I hear this, right? When when you learn about business, you know, one of the core things that you hear from great business owners is like you really should just stick to doing one thing really well or like one kind of area really well. Like obviously you don't have to have like one isolated single service or product, but you need to basically narrow it down so that people know, oh like, yeah, they are the best at like helping CEOs get into shape or like, you know, 
they are the best uh, burger place if you want like a, you know, a chicken burger or something like the best chicken burgers in the world. You might have five different chicken burgers, but like they're the best chicken burgers or whatever. I see this and I'm like, yeah, you had the best massage gun for a long time. Now you've got all these other products. Now what are you? Are you just like a recovery company? Are you just... And I get it. I guess they're expanding their suite of products because then you could say, well, what about like an Amazon and Apple? They got so many different things. It's true. It's not a perfect formula. Maybe they... they but it's maybe, the size, right? I think, they've, I, think they've, I think they're done. Well, that's what I mean. I think they've sold as many as they can sell of the Theragun. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say you own a category and then like literally the, there is no, no more growth in that category. You have to expand and do something else. But also I reckon they're getting destroyed by the cheaper fake like ripoffs maybe and stuff you know you walk into any store now and there's like 80 dollars massage guns obviously not as good but that is gonna take their toll on them i just will be curious to see if the brand can carry to these other areas maybe maybe not i'm not sure what yeah. do you think do you think it'll carry over to spas and you know facial treatments and other stuff i it's mean po- it's possible it's possible uh, i think acoustic resonance massage chairs uh, bro maybe i don't know i think the cbd products probably look the most promising on that whole list oh, of, I was going to say the least promising there. no I think those ones can because that is the type of stuff that can really really grow whereas acoustic resonance massage chairs like how many people are really going to need that well I just thought they're a hardware product right so they're like a physical that's what they're known for hardware and then you're getting into like supplements that's like a whole different category so for me that sounds like the worst transition honestly where I was like yeah they might not sell as many chairs but they'll be able to add 5% more revenue because of that and then it's like, all right, they add the saunas and the spas, they add 15% more revenue. And then they add, but it's all physical hardware. It'd be like, I guess the example that comes to mind is like, I don't know, maybe Apple's like a hardware uh, company, right? And like they have some software, but generally it's like outside of their operating system, they're not really known for their software. You know what I mean? Like most people go for like the Adobe products. Most people go for like the Word products, Microsoft Word, Excel, yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and Google like dominates in the software. If Apple was to like become like a software company, I don't think they would do as well as if they just focus on being a hardware company. And software, hardware, not too different. But like this company is going to go and do like, you know, oral CBD Well, the, supplement. I the way I see it then. is that they've built, they've built a brand that is, you know, has a lot of trust and a lot of reliability, right? In a space where it's, it's hard to trust a lot with supplements, they've built something with a lot of trust now. And something like CBD just has a lot more mass appeal because of the price point and likely a way better margin which i think hardware and i think probably just what they're finding is that this stuff just gets eaten away over time once it becomes popular by cheaper products from china whereas they might be able to find a margin in a mass more mass product like cbd now that they have the trust of the people i guess it would be like kind of like apple is you know they've they've owned the customer with the iphone and now they just print money in their app store taking 30 percent of every single app sale right now that they've got the customer they've got the trust it's it's money for jam at that point uh whereas potentially all the hardware you know that, that the the margin is limited because of how expensive bringing out new hardwares is over and over again so maybe um i think the retail stores probably looks the most threatening just knowing how hard it is to do gyms I've always been suspect on actually seeing successful recovery studios, a place people are going to go very regularly to just do recovery. Definitely can be done, but people just have such limited time in their day to actually visit a physical store. You know how hard it is to find time to make it into a gym. And I just think recovery comes after training. Like it's it's the thing you do as secondary if you have more time. It's not the thing you do with the only 45 minutes you have in your day to, to visit a shop. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, last thing I'll, last comment I make is promise me, Raf, next time we go to the States for our US podcast tour, we will be finding the Therasound Hotel and staying there. <laughs> yes? Right, I think I want they have a hotel. To know. But um, that, would be, that would be sweet. The, the they said, it said, look, Therasound to hotels, bars Oh, you just in the hotel. Yeah. I thought you meant like they're, they got their own hotel. <laughs> The company will offer Ferris out oh, two hotels. Two hotels. Oh, I like, all were... their shit is in hotels, oh, which is right. sick. It'll be like in the Hilton and shit. Oh, okay. Which, you know, these days, hotels are getting so good with gyms. Yeah. You go to Hilton, bro, they got like all the Theraguns, they got like all the mad, no one's using it, but they got all the mad equipment. If you actually go there and you're into fitness, that's fair. you're killing it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, nice. Okay, so I'm actually got a good fashion tip uh, this week. As you guys know. Um, all white? I'm, well, I actually am all white today. I am f- I'm feeling very fresh. Uh, there is. Actually, it's got, to, it's got to do with all white, but it's not, it's not just isolated to that. So right now on the Nike website, you can actually go and you can make custom ID Metcons. I think you've probably always been able to do this, but yeah, because you've been cruising around in the Metcons. Uh, what I one, saw this when I was on there. What ones are they? Uh, seven, just the most recent the Seven, ones. yeah, the most yeah. recent one. Uh, I don't really like the, the rope climb thing that they added in, but if you get the all white pair, like if you just go to the custom ID and you just go you white, 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 you can... Um, you can actually like it. Kind of gets rid of the 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 rope bit, which we obviously don't love. But is that a custom all white? That's not one. Custom that's custom mm. all white, and I think that with generally with shoes, I'm either going all black or all white. There's very few like mixed multi colorways that I would cop, only because they just generally don't go well with socks. So that's like probably another tip within a tip is like I love white socks and black socks because it's just really easy to buy and you get a lot of use out of. The problem with the problem, the problem is if you go and you buy like multi colorways, it doesn't always suit white and black socks. If you've got like a whole different mix of colors on your shoe, it looks a bit funky. You might have to go for a weird sock. It's hard to buy weird socks because you're probably only going to wear them with those shoes, blah, blah, blah. So generally all white, all black shoes and go better with all white, all black socks. I didn't actually know about, yeah, with the Mekon because I've running shoes, I have casual shoes. I've in the gym trainers, I've got the Yeezys, all these different things. What I don't have is just like a flat, good, solid shoe that lasts like a Metcon that I can just wear all day and I can jump in the boxing ring. I can do a workout in them. I can coach, I don't coach anymore, but I can, you know, cruise around and do do gym stuff in front of clients and, and look really good. And the Metcon is a great shoe for that, but I just hate the colorways that they come up with, but you can actually go in and go all black, all white. So if, if you've always been the same and you've always thought that as well, I didn't actually know you can go in and, and customize them. I kind of knew that, but then I just, I didn't really like the Metcons anyway. And then I saw the new ones. I was like, that would be great if it was an all white version. You can get an all white version. And uh, we've got sounds coming from every direction right now. Um, okay. So yeah, definitely, definitely go check them out on the Nike. I would have to actually build them to, for you to actually see them. But uh, they look, they look fantastic in all white. I'll definitely be scooping up a pair soon. Nike by you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nike ID, I think. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. That's basically it. Yeah, it's basically that. But like, you know, you got to... No, that's it. That's customized. That's Nike by you. That's an option. That That is one version. Yeah, yeah. But I would, you know, you make the rest of it white. You can make everything white. Dude, literally everything. The tick? Everything. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, it looks sick. And you pay... You don't no, pay look, if you more, go to that, if you go to the more. top left... Uh, no. Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> too aggressive <laughs> and sorry it's not oh, as, good. it's uh it's not not as slick but yeah the point is that's my fashion tip go and get a really good all-rounder shoe like a metcon and then just make that shit all white and people will be like wow that's a great shoe what is that <laughs> well well i made it online and it's it's, it's not cheap it's not cheap 220 dollars australian that'll set you back yeah 
if you go all white. But they're good shoes. Macklin's are worth it. Yeah, yeah, they last. They yeah. last. Um, all right, cool. So, do we end up deciding on a review this week, or am I just going to? Yeah, go we're, for, no, we're doing Halo. I'm going for Halo. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, Paramount Pictures. That I think I talked about on a previous episode. They launched their new. Uh, they launched their new show, Halo, which is okay. So here's the thing, right? You're gonna create this. You're gonna create this series of a video game that first launched in 2001. What? 2001. 2001. Yeah, 2001. 2000. Yeah, no, that sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, 2001. 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. And um, and it's like okay, well, you're going after you, the production is so high. You can't surely just be going after Halo fans. You're gonna to have to be going after new fans, right? Because Halo fans are probably gonna be watching it with like like me, like a spouse, and they're gonna to have to enjoy it. So there's actually heaps of story built into this this show. And Halo's an action video game. So I'm kinda of like just get to the action and just kill a lot of shit. Um, but I appreciate what's happening with the story. I think they're doing actually a pretty good job with the story. I'm on episode, I'm up to date, whatever the most recent episode is, maybe episode six, episode five or six. And man, they're doing a really good job. I know it's not perfect. And I know that there are some scenes that maybe purists would be like, no, I want it like this, or that's not really how the weapon looks or this or that. But I'm telling you, I think they've done a really good job. I think it's believable. I think the story's good. I think they've chosen good actors. I think they've done all the goofy like animations really well, really believable. And I think, you know, I think this is a really good sign. Ever my partner, she was like, oh, when's the next episode out because I want to keep watching Halo. I think that's kind of how you know, right? After Did four she episodes, she's still hooked in. No, she's never played it ever. Ooh. So she's still hooked in. So I think the that, nostalgia. No, nah, so I think that's a really good sign that they've actually done a really good job. So it's not over yet, the first season. Uh, and Paramount is really dragging this series out because they don't just give it to you all at once <laughs> to binge because they know you'll binge it yeah. and then you'll leave the app, right? So uh, I'll leave the app soon, but not until the series is over. Right now, I'm going to give it a four, four out of five. Well, I haven't watched it, but I will say that they've already renewed for a second series. And the first episode was the most watched ever show on Paramount. Paramount. Not surprising because they promoted it so much. Yeah, but they, they just launched the app. Oh, it's like ju- the streaming service is brand they new. They just launched it. They launched the streaming service with the launch of Halo. And they spent $90 million bringing out Halo. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. $90 million. <laughs> they, this shit better work because the, the game is terrible. The, the Halo Infinite, the new one, it flopped. It was like the best in like the first two weeks. They're like, we did it. Oh, the new Halos? They're like, guys, oh. we did it. It's like overtaking all the games, like breaking all these records and then gave it a month and it was like, it was really? crickets. Yeah, the original Halo was, was huge though when Xbox first came out. Halo 1, 2, Crazy. 3 was, was just the most next level. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like when Conor McGregor was coming up in it the was UFC. Just, like it's all you could talk about for 12 years. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. Because... Remember, it was like the best game you could play online because Xbox yeah. Live launched yeah. when Halo 2 launched. And so basically you took what was the best first-person shooter at the time, you took it online and it just was absolute bananas. Um, so there you go. Um, Halo, it's on the Paramount streaming app. We didn't get paid to say that, although we probably should. $90 million then. Carl off a little piece with my muscle project. One or two. Uh, but enjoy this, guys. New setup. We're on YouTube, so... Uh, my muscle project on youtube make sure you head over subscribe drop us some comments uh lots new experimental content launching over the next few weeks so stay tuned as always thanks so much for tuning in we'll speak to you all next week thank you project for tuning in again to another episode of the my muscle project uh, we release an episode every single monday you can find us on facebook and instagram the my muscle project to stay up to date with everything we're doing and if you have some time leave us a review 
and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mindmuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.